Welcome to the Leading with Integrity and Skill podcast, presented by Dr. Bill Hostler on subjects affecting leaders across a wide array of venues. The Bible says in Psalm 78, 72, that David shepherded them with integrity of heart, with skillful hands he led them. That is our goal. Stay tuned for words of encouragement about what it means to be a leader who exemplifies integrity and skill in the home, the workplace, the church, and the community. This is part three on a podcast that I am doing on the subject of planning from an up-to-now unpublished book on leadership letters to my children from Dad. This is podcast number 14, and this is part three of the subject of planning. What characteristics do you find in visionary leaders? If you want to be a visionary leader, what are some things that you need to work on? A visionary leader asks God to help them dream his dreams. Now, we've been talking about that in uh, parts one and two, but visionary believers Uh, leaders believe that the Holy Spirit still reveals a preferred future many times through dreams and visions. In so doing, visionary leaders spend time in prayer. They learn to listen for the still small voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. They usually know also where they want to go. Very seldom in my life have I gotten in my car and started to drive with no idea of where I was headed. Such an idea is foreign to most of us. To have a successful trip, I need to have a clear destination in mind. If I do not have the exact address, I find an address close to my destination and at least get in the vicinity and then believe something or someone will show up to help me. Visionary leaders are also creative thinkers. There was a sign up in the office where our children used to clean which said, How can we? We soon die when we fail to think creatively. I often say to pastors, when you can no longer dream dreams for your current church situation, it is probably time for you to resign and take a new pastorate. Visionary leaders understand proper timing. President Woodrow Wilson said, No man thinking thoughts born out of time can succeed in leading his generation. Leaders need to be ahead of others, but they cannot be out of sight. Visionary leaders turn vision into reality. People don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan. One chief can frustrate a lot of Indians are two phrases which sadly are true. My friend Paul Weaver kind of summed it up in a book he wrote entitled Breaking the Leadership Bottleneck. The picture on the front cover reminded me that the bottleneck is always at the top of the bottle. That's why we call it a bottleneck. The bottleneck is almost in almost any organization is at the top. Write out a description of the vision that you have for your organization. Write it out in as much detail as you possibly can. Then set some goals that you want to accomplish in the next 30 days to help you fulfill what you have written as your vision. But not just pie-in-the-sky goals, goals that have specific steps for reaching the goals. Setting goals and direction for your organization is like putting your destination into your GPS. Organizations need to plan with specific goals in mind.
Now go one step farther and decide what the next five steps will be to reach the goal. Start by listing the next logical step. You will be amazed what this will do for your clarification and focus. It is one thing to write down or state a goal, and it is quite another thing to try to carry it out. Let me wrap up this podcast by giving just a few things we need to remember in making goals. One, a goal should be related in some way to the organization's purpose. Two, we must believe that we can do it. If we set our goals too high, they may become meaningless. Three, a goal should have a date when it will be accomplished. We need to know when we want it done and that it is done. Four, a goal must be measurable. Everyone must be able to tell that it has happened, that it has become a past event. If we don't make goals measurable, we will take away from people their sense of accomplishment. If the goal is to double the giving, we had better decide how much money this will produce. Since goals must be measurable, it is not enough to say, well, I just want to be a better Christian. While this is a worthy objective, there is no way to measure whether the goal has been met. List some specific things which will indicate that I am a better Christian. Goals are meaningless if they are not measurable and dated. Five, a goal needs to be supported by action steps. Each of the steps up to this point has been related to dreaming, but this step begins to turn dreaming into reality. It forces us to begin to put shoe leather to our dreams. This is when the dream begins to take shape, And this is the step where many leaders stumble. We must believe that we can get there from here, have some understanding of which way the path will lead, and know how we plan to reach the goal. We need to outline some steps to get us from point A to point Z. Six, a goal needs to be claimed by someone who will ultimately be responsible for accomplishing what we intend to do. Someone must believe that he owns it. Is it the CEO that is responsible? Is it the pastor? Is it the department head? We must all know who will take the steps to reach the goal. It is so easy to put steps on a piece of paper about how to set goals, but the truth is that relatively few people or organizations set goals or do long-range planning. Many don't plan and set goals because... Well, for one reason, goals hold us accountable. Goals force us to look at our effectiveness or our ineffectiveness. Furthermore, we don't know how to do it. There are some for whom planning is indeed a difficult task. They don't seem to be able to see down the road and work to shape the future. It is not a part of their DNA. I have worked with a few people who had great difficulty in being able to see a preferred future and how to get there. Also, we think it is someone else's responsibility. A question of who is responsible for developing plans does happen at certain levels of leadership. Strong natural leaders tend to assume that they have the responsibility for developing the plans. Such work comes very naturally for them, and it only seems reasonable to them. On the other hand, there are those who are uncertain of their leadership role and are hesitant to step into an area they may think belongs to the governing board or some other entity. Consequently, no one may do it. Some feel that future planning is unspiritual. 
There are those who actually feel that to plan anything is presumptuous. They feel it is moving into an area that is not ours to venture into. Such people quote James when it said, How do you know what will happen tomorrow? For your life is like a morning fog. It is here for a little while and then it's gone. What you ought to say is, If the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you will be boasting about your own plans, and all such boasting is evil. James 4, 14-16 However, James is not saying that we should not plan, but that when we do plan, we need to keep in mind the sovereignty and the will of God. And also, some don't set goals because we have a faulty understanding of the work of the Holy Spirit. Some people expect God will show them everything at the right time. They don't plan because they believe the Holy Spirit will guide them when it is time for them to do something. They don't see the correlation between the human work of planning and the work of God in empowering our efforts. Noah had a goal to build an ark and had to develop the plans according to the Lord's dimensions. Abraham had to plan for his trip to the country God would show him. Moses had to develop a strategy for leading the Israelites through the wilderness. And Joshua had to develop a military strategy in order to conquer the territory in which the tribes were to settle. But God definitely expects those in positions of leadership to set goals and to make plans. Just note the following verses. This is from Psalms 20, starting at verse 4. May He give you the desire of your heart and make all of your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when you are victorious, and we will lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. This is the final part in our series on planning, but I trust you will join us next time for another podcast on leading with integrity and skill. You can follow me on Twitter at Bill Hostler or like us on Facebook at Dr. Bill Hostler or on the web at BillHostler.com. And this has been a production of Leading with Integrity and Skill podcast. <laughs>